0: And I just want to say, boys and girls, on behalf of all of us here who've been listening, it's been brilliant, thank you so much, and we're going to... Now the question that I want to ask to the boys and girls and to the mums and dads who are here, is this, are you... Ready for Christmas. Are you ready? Yes? Brilliant. i tell you what. There is a Christmas countdown. You may not have been doing this countdown in your head, but it's been happening. So, for example, some of you will have Advent calendars. If you have an Advent calendar, could you put your hand up? Some have, some haven't. Good. And it's just, as Ashley told us, six more sleeps to Christmas. Can I just say, are there any grown-ups who have advent calendars? Yes, there are some. Uh, There's actually quite a few. Um, Adults, grown-ups, if there are things in them uh, and they are edible, are they still there? If you have eaten all your chocolate, would you please put your hands up? Yeah, there's one or two. Okay, okay, so we have a countdown. You've been counting down with your advent calendar and we have a countdown for Christmas. So, number five, Christmas cards start arriving. You know when Christmas is coming because usually in mid-November, the cards start coming into your house. So Christmas cards start arriving and then the Christmas tree gets decorated. Again, some folks have Christmas trees, some people don't have Christmas trees. Uh, But if you have a Christmas tree, is your tree decorated? Yeah, it's got stars and lights and all sorts of glittery things on it. Do you know what? We got out our tree last Saturday. And it was up. And I thought... I am going to start decorating it. And we had all our decorations there. So there was nothing on the tree. And I said to Kath, my wife, I said, let me put the first three decorations up on the tree. So I put them up. I thought they were perfectly positioned. I thought there was a symmetry and a grace to them. And do you know what Kath, my wife, said to me? She said, I would like a cup of tea. And I wonder if you would like to take about 20 minutes making it for me. And then when I came back, the tree was there, and it was done, and it was done far better than I could ever have done. But the Christmas trees get up. We know Christmas is on the way when we have Christmas trees. And then school finishes, and holidays begin. Now, some of you here go to school. Did school finish yesterday? Not yesterday, no, Friday. Four, so, yeah, it's done. Does anyone have to go back to school tomorrow? One of the, you've got to go to... We've got two at the back. We've got schools, three. Oh, did I do? I'm do? i sorry for you guys. But for most of us, I'm particularly sorry for the teachers in all honesty. But school has finished and the holidays begin. Now, I don't think we're going to be getting snow but if there is snow, it's fun. You could do a snow angel in the snow. And you can enjoy it because, well, you can maybe sleep a little bit longer in bed. And the holidays have begun. So you know Christmas is almost here. And then two Christmas presents are bought. I wonder, have you bought presents for mum and dad? Have you got something for mum and dad? We won't say it out loud because just in case mum and dad are listening and watching... But have you got Christmas presents? Good. Because you buy the Christmas presents. And then it gets to Christmas Eve. The night before Christmas. And you go to bed. And you know the feeling. It's so exciting. Because it's going to be Christmas the following day. Yay. And probably... You will wake up round about three to four o'clock in the morning, and you're worried that mum and dad have forgotten, so you'll just go into their bedroom and you'll go, it's Christmas! It's exciting, and we know Christmas is on the way when that happens. So the question is this, are you ready for Christmas? We've had the countdown. But I also want to say, God has a countdown for Christmas, God was ready for Christmas. He was ready to send his one and only son, the Lord Jesus, to be our rescuer, to be our friend, to be our savior. So on the countdown here, number five, we note that many, many years ago, long time ago, when sin and rebellion came into the world, when friendship with God was ruined by us, God, in his wonderful grace and love, said, I'm going to send someone who's going to deal with that problem. I'm going to send someone who will make that friendship close again. And so right at the beginning, many, many years ago, when sin came into the world, God said, I'm going to send someone. And what's amazing is, is that over the period of time, as God was at work and working through the people of Israel and through lots of things that they did, through temples and sacrifices, God was deliberately pointing forward to the rescuer, to the one he had promised. And so, for example, in the sacrifices that they did, do you know, sometimes they would get a lamb and they would, they would sacrifice a lamb for the sins of other people. And and people would go, this is really weird. This This is strange. But actually God was using that to point forward to the rescuer that he was going to send. And he would send some people who would speak out words that told of what was going to happen. So for example, one of the prophecies was that the king was going to be descended from King David, the rescuer, was going to come from King David. And also, another prophecy said he will be born in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was David's town. And then, sure enough, what happened is that, as we have seen, Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem. To the place that all the prophets had pointed to. Where the rescuer would come from. And there, Jesus was born. God had prepared for Christmas. And in fact, it didn't end there. The Bible tells us this but when the time had fully come, when all the pictures, all the prophecies, all the pointing forward to the rescuer, when they, that time was fulfilled, God sent his son. And so Jesus came, but Jesus came with a reason. And the Bible tells us that Jesus came to redeem. To be that rescuer. In fact, the great work of Jesus was not done in a manger, in a cattle feeding trough. It was done on a cross outside the city walls of Jerusalem. And you remember I told you about the sacrifices, how lambs were sacrificed. Jesus was the one who was the great sacrifice for sin. And he went to a cross. And he died on a cross and he took upon himself all the sin and all the rubbish that people like us do. And he took what we deserve. He died in our place. And this is why he came. This was God's rescue plan for people like us who've been separated from friendship with God. But it didn't even end there. Jesus died on that cross. But the wonderful thing is he beat death and he beat sin. And he beat hell, and he rose again on the third day. And when some women went to the tomb where he was laid, do you know the wonderful thing was the stone had been rolled away. They were able to see inside, and there wasn't a dead body. It was just some grave clothes, for Jesus had risen from the dead. Jesus was the victor. He was the conqueror. He was God's rescuer for sinners like us. That is such wonderful news but we've been talking about the last time Jesus came do you know this Jesus is going to come again he's coming again and there is a countdown to Jesus coming again you see number five the angels promised that Jesus would return so Jesus died on a cross for people like us he rose from the grave. And then the Bible tells us he ascended into heaven. And as Jesus was going back to his father in heaven, there were angels who said, just as you've seen Jesus go, he's going to come back. Jesus is going to come back again. So they promised that. One of the promises that we were told would happen before Jesus came was that the temple in Jerusalem would be destroyed And in fact, that did happen. It happened in 70 AD. That was another of the countdowns to the return of Jesus. We are told that before Jesus returns, that Christians will experience intense persecution. And you may be aware of this, but Christians are the most persecuted group on the face of this planet. Last year, 4,731 believers in the Lord Jesus Christ were murdered. Just last year, 4,731 believers in the Lord Jesus Christ were murdered. Do you know that 340 million, 340 million Christians, believers, are being persecuted around the world at this time? It may not mean losing their life, but for many of them it means losing privileges, losing advantages, and being oppressed and despised. This is a great time for persecution of believers. Ashley actually mentioned in the notices about the church in Nigeria. More believers, more Christians, lose their life in Nigeria than in any other country in the world. And that's why we want to support them. They're our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we want to support them, which is why we are taking up our Christmas offering. Again, Ashley mentioned the details of that. You can find on the uh, mail chimp that goes around to, to members. And if you're not a member here, you'd like to know more, have a word with one of us. We can pass on details too. That's why we're having a, uh, an offering, a special Christmas offering for the persecuted church, especially those in Nigeria. But that's what we are told would happen before Jesus would come. And then we are told the good news would be shared in every land. Now that's amazing, and you may say that's a long way off. Could I say I don't think it is? Did you know 80% of the world's population have access to a portion of Scripture in a language that they can understand? 80%. That's not necessarily their own language. But 80% have access to a portion of scripture in a language that they understand. Now that means we must go on translating more and more of the Bible into the heart languages of people. But the good news of Jesus Christ is reaching around the globe. Do you know there are about 7,400 people groups in this world? Of that 7,400... Only 218 are now described as unreached and unengaged. Out of that 7,400, 218 are listed as unreached and unengaged. Oh, there are many people who we need to go to and tell them the good news about the Lord Jesus Christ. But I just want to tell you this. These are some of the signs before Jesus comes back again and brings this world story to its conclusion and culmination. And the Bible tells us that when that does happen, it won't be like the story in Bethlehem, well, where we had some shepherds who went and saw the event as it had been announced to the angels, and as some wise men, some magi, were able to come, when Jesus returns, everyone will know about it. It's not gonna happen in secret, every eye We'll see, every ear will hear the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming back. The Bible says this, there in Hebrews, Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people and he will appear a second time. Not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Jesus is coming again and it may be soon. The Bible also says Jesus himself there in Luke 12 said this. You also must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. That is the Bible's great message. There is a great arc to the whole span of human history. We fell into sin. We messed up. We're still experiencing its consequences, but God had a plan, a plan to send Jesus Christ to be the savior and rescuer of people like us, and there are many of us here who know what it is to have our lives transformed by him, to know peace with God, our sins forgiven, to know purpose in living. Oh, how wonderful. But the story continues as that good news reaches out around the globe into many situations. Declaring that Jesus is Lord. And then he will come again. And earth's history will have reached its culmination. And every knee will have to bow and every tongue will have to confess that Jesus is Lord. Some will do it as they come before the judge that they have rejected. Some will do it welcoming the Savior that they know and cherish so the question is not are you ready for Christmas the question is are you ready for Christ because he is coming again and whether you're a child here I, I came started following Jesus when I was six years old When I was six years old and I loved Jesus and he has proved more precious and more real as the years have gone on so whether it's a child or whether it's grown-ups or mums and dads here. We want you to know Jesus for yourself. We want you to investigate his claims. Look, to that end, when you go out, we have lots of this uh, booklet available. Is Christmas Unbelievable? We would love you to take a copy. There'll be folks at the door, and they will be giving it out. Just take it. You don't need to do anything about it except take it and read it. Is Christmas Unbelievable? We'd love to give this little booklet to you. Do take it. Do read it. Please investigate these claims. Whatever you do, at least investigate the claims of Christ. Is Christmas unbelievable? The other thing we're going to be doing after Christmas is running a course called Hope Explored. And if you would like to go along to a course that will only last for three weeks on a Sunday morning, then we would invite you to come to this course. It's going to run on the 9th, the 16th, and the 23rd of January. So that will be a case of coming along on a Sunday morning. There's a big room that we've got there. Join with others and investigate this hope that Christians declare with great joy on an occasion like this. So do take uh, a card. Do take a booklet as you go out this morning. and. We'd love to see you, maybe for the 5.30 service this evening or the 7 o'clock service this evening. Come along as we have the orchestra, as we have the choir and as we're able to sing some of those great classic carols together.